0: Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. First Coaxial Chapter One. In the beginning, there was the cable. The screen was static and the programming a vast, empty void. And Ted looked over the still television landscape. Then Ted said, Let there be light! Then the box blessed the cable with signal and there was television. As he looked upon his creation, Ted called the light drama. And when the screen returned to darkness, sports! And as he walked over the mute earth, teeming with cables whose signals bore 24-hour news, classic films, and syndicated drama, he said, let us make original programming in our own image!
1: Welcome to the Brain Buster Boys, episode number seven. I am Brett Jagger along with Beaumont Rand. How you doing? doing good, baby. Let's jump right into it. And uh, last night, uh, Thursday, January 7th, on NBA on TNT, the mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets defeated the Philadelphia 76ers, 122-109. Ah. Shocking win by the Nets with uh, without both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Yeah,
2: you know, um, I mean, Steve Nash, really? And I mean, I, who was their coach last year Was said Alvin Gentry?
1: Kenny Atkinson, K- Kenny babe, Atkinson. Babe.
2: I mean, like, they're really
1: able to squeeze a lot out of those role players.
2: And absolutely. those role players are really good. That's why you fell in love with the team, correct? Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And one of those role players, beef jerky Joe Harris, uh, 28.6 rebounds, six made threes. Uh, yeah, the Nets, even without the superstars, looking good. And the Sixers, who had been really hot out of the gate, yeah. uh, lose a tough one. Doc Rivers is their coach this year, right? Yes, absolutely. that is correct. Dwarf yeah. Warvers. <laughs> <laughs> and in Game 2 on NBA on TNT last night, the Dallas Mavericks defeat the Denver Nuggets 124-117 in overtime. Beaumont Luke. in a huge game from Luka Doncic, 38 points, 9 rebounds, 13 assists. Oh, almost a triple double there. Very close, oh. and very high numbers there. Yeah. Too. 38, 13 assists. Big He's a stud. Stuff. Yeah. He's a stud. And a yeah. slow start for the Nuggets who uh really? you know, yeah. were the West- made it to the Western Conference Finals last year, so uh you know, I think they're like three and five. They'll be fine. Sure. But, yeah. 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 Bit bit slow out of the gate, but uh, yeah. So uh, are we good? I think we're good. Are we good? I think we're clear on. That. Are, are, are the are the
2: guys in the black suits with the guns gone?
1: I yeah. I think they're gone. Really good. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, oh man, that was tough. But uh, uh, sorry, guys. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're happy to be back. Very very happy to be back after a few weeks off. Uh, as you just heard. Um, well, let's get it out of the way. Fortunately, we are still able to go on as an AEW wrestling podcast yeah. per our contracts with the Turner execs. Uh-huh. Um, but one uh, little line item that was added in there, and you just heard it, was that we do we are obligated to um, report the scores from uh, each week, each we each week, each Thursday night's NBA on TNT, as you just heard. Which you know, it's not that bad. Like I love the NBA, Beaumont. You're cool with it, but uh, you
2: know I'm cool with it. You know. I mean, you can see the hands um, of the guy uh, who just went down the hallway around my neck. His handprints in red, but it's you know, it's a, uh, it's okay. I mean, I'm just glad to be back here. You know, yeah. uh, we had a good time on BBB Live. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: thank you for all December those 23rd, yeah. us on BBB Live. Uh, the, the December 23rd Dynamite. That was a blast. But uh, more importantly. Um, this is a new era for the Brainbuster Boys. Yes. All that NBA shit aside, uh, we have this is our debut for the Visionaries Global Media Podcast Network. Woo! Thanks again to Diesel. And Chad from View from the Top Rope, who also run the network. Um, Whose podcast we were just on. We were just on theirs uh, this week. Graham, uh, obviously. And then, yeah, M- MGB, Graham, and Matt from uh, Good Cop, Bad Cop. Uh, yeah. We did their podcast last Saturday. We did View from the Top Rope. feel like i got to uh, say
2: High Five Tom at some point. That guy likes a lot of our <laughs> shit. <You laughs> high know, Five yeah. Tom. Today's we'll give crime.
1: you a hoi foi. Hoi Uh But, no, seriously, thank you to you know, the folks at Good Cop, Bad Cop, View um. from the Top Rope for your support, for welcoming us into the VGM veranda.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: nice. The VGM veil. It protects
2: you from the elements. Oh, it
1: sure does. Uh, but Beaumont, one thing when we were on View from the Top Rope, so they have, they're very free-flowing, uh, you know, well, different, different format than ours, and it was awesome. Yeah, we had a blast. I, oh, easily. But we did not realize that it would take north of two hours because we had a dynamite to get to. but we did, which uh, was on but So we didn't get to answer all the questions from that show and we felt bad because we did not realize that that was the first time that had happened in the history of View from the Top Yeah, Rope. so we
2: didn't want to like fuck up our intro to VGM. Yeah, we didn't want to like go like shit on their doorstep right yeah. when they let us in the front door. Yeah, you know? so
1: yeah. and again, we had such a blast with those guys and look forward to doing more with them and Good Cop, Bad Cop and we'll be on more VGM shows here in the near future but uh, we got what? Five questions here yes. M- mostly wrestling but some other stuff and we're just going to run through them here real right. quick and uh so, yeah let's so this first question
2: is from benevolent police officer malicious police officer wrestling radio show um That's number one name. yeah it's a, it's a great name yeah for some reason they have a lego what's guy. The so hand, what's the twitter hand um at um good bad wrestling number one will aew Build on the Marco stunt, Brody Lee Junior angle. I'm gonna let you take that because uh, I just watched that after you. Yeah, and I'll so kind of piggyback on your. Opinion this was here.
1: on AEW Dark on Tuesday. Very, just a very cool thing, uh, Marco stunt. You know, I guess they had some backstage drama with Brody Lee being Brody Lee Jr. being there a lot, and you know he's been kind of beating everyone up on camera, and it's just great, great stuff. But I guess he had a little spat with Marco stunt. Who came out on AEW Dark and was interrupted by Brody Lee Jr. and cutting a promos. <laughs> Mr. Negative One. It was great. Yeah. yeah. yeah He's it was like, fun. I don't, you know, you always need a bigger person with you, like Jungle Boy or Luchasaurus. He's like, when I get older, I'm gonna be taller and I'm gonna come beat your ass, essentially, is what he said. Yeah. And uh, you know, he charges at him and Cody and the Young Bucks and yeah. then Tony Khan himself come out to break it up. Just very fun stuff. Um, they did reference it on Dynamite. I don't think they're gonna to do too much with it. They right. may tease it a little bit, but you know, I think it was just kind yeah. of a fun. Thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I guess the question is whether it crosses the membrane from dark to dynamite. The reference means one thing, but yeah. like you know, yeah. just to
1: step back real quick, uh, we haven't been on the air since Brody Lee passed, so we want to acknowledge that. Rest yeah. in peace, Brody. We love you, and mm-hmm. we are going to in today's, if you recall, get more into that, which we'll talk about.
2: Sure. Um, all right. So our next question from. Um, the police people. Oh, I know. Um, I know what you're Predictions thinking. for the Super Bowl winner this year?
1: Uh it's got to be the Chiefs. Um yeah. it's just hard to bet against them at this point. I will say dark horse pick is the Bills. Yeah. Um, in the AFC, and I'll pick the Packers out of the NFC.
2: See, I wouldn't want to pick the. Pa- I'm going to pick the Chiefs too. Like yeah. I don't think anybody's beating them. Who's the second seed? The Steelers, not having. Yeah, any. they're cash. Um, and probably not the Bills. I don't think like that yeah. thing is like gelled or come to but fruition. But
1: Baltimore, potentially. You know, there's some interesting picks, but yeah. I just don't think anyone's good enough out of the NFC. And, and
2: see, the NFC is where it gets weird because um, the Packers have been once, the Saints have been once. So the top two seeds, they've been. Relevant and have been like those division winning top teams for years and I just don't trust them
3: yeah.
2: I- I'm gonna go with the Seahawks.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with the Seahawks. But Chiefs winning. Yes. All right yeah. And the final question from the police people.
2: All right from the village police. Um, good cop, bad cop. Which will be better 2020 or 2021? Uh,
1: 2021
2: I mean, I guess it has to be. Yeah. You know, uh, a funny story. So, uh, you know I don't have my gallbladder, right? Did I, ever I tell you did, that? I, okay, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. told you that. I guess the world doesn't know that. I don't have yeah. my gallbladder. Yeah, world. I, I lost an organ in 2020. Yeah, I mean, how about a, that, world? It's a hereditary thing. But anyway, so... um. I had this, what, what's called a gallbladder attack due to gallstones. So, you know, intense pain in my side and it didn't get better. And so Absolutely. I had to go to the hospital and they were like, all right, it's got to go. Yeah. So, like, I go into the hospital in March, like early March, like yep. right before the NCAA tournament. Uh-huh. I'm in there for three days and I get out and then instant.
1: The world is yeah,
2: instant like like I I like the first night I was home was the night that Rudy Gobert. Oh, that yeah. fateful night. Yeah, that fateful night. To make an NBA reference. Yeah, there. yeah. Good and job. Then, yes, way to yes, yes, it yes, in. yes. I saw the shadows of the men um, approaching down the hall. But uh, but yeah, so like the world has not been this, Like it's like I'm still in the hospital. You it, might be. Yeah, it's like yeah, and and you are my morphine induced hallucinations.
1: Yeah, I think that is where we're at right this now. This is a this it's is a heck like, of a hot. It's a heck of a spittle. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So um so yeah um yeah I also agree 2021 will be the year I finally am discharged from the hospital. All right, so yes, next the next two are, are are definitely for you because they're a bit um, above my pay grade. Oh, um, with Wrestle Kingdom, this is from why we watch Pie. 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 pod. And what's the tam- they didn't answer the question about why we watch, but I'll I'll just infer it in my head. <laughs> uh, with Wrestle Kingdom in the books and some p- some potential. M-O-T-Y match of the year, correct? Yeah. Candidates on the show. What's the best New Japan professional wrestling match you've ever seen? And
1: that's nice because I wanted to get a little dig about Wrestle Kingdom in here anyway. But the best New Japan match I've ever seen is the best match I've ever seen in my life. And that is Kenny Omega versus Ooh. Kazucho Okada. That's Dominion 2018. The best two out of three falls. Or Omega Okada 4 as others in the biz may call it. It's incredible. It's about 69 minutes of just... You know, we'll, I don't. It's incredible. It's about 69 minutes of just the best professional wrestling you'll ever see. And that's a long time to be doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, now is not the time to talk about that match, but that's the answer. But just real quick, I do want to get into Wrestle Kingdom just briefly because yeah. it did just happen. And as you know, I am a huge New Japan fan. And we don't get into that a ton on this program. Uh, but my boy, my favorite wrestler of the past few years, the Golden Star, Kota Abushi. Wins the double championship, IWGP heavyweight the Intercontinental in night one over his rival, Tetsuya Naito. And then in the main event of night two over his other rival, Switchblade Jay White. That one went 50 minutes. It was, I mean, I kind of want you to watch it at some I will, yeah, the yeah. Storytelling, you know, it was agonizing yeah. to watch. And just like, you know, I felt Koto Bushi was going to win the whole time, but like they stretched that tension band so long nice. and so hard for, and it was just and they've had such a rivalry. Jay had beat him three straight. Uh, It was incredible. And y'all were watching this at like 7 a.m., Yeah, so me and Azar, who, you know, friend of the show, he's been on our uh, live reaction sometime. We'd get up about 7 a.m., because, you know, we've watched it live the past couple years at like 2, 3 a.m., but it was a weekend, so being a Monday, Tuesday, it was a little tougher to do that, Uh, but wanted to wake up early and get it done so you avoid spoilers, so... Uh, my eyes welled up both nights of the main event um, just seeing Abushi finally get it and again just the storytelling there it's long term it's deep and they've got me hooked um, and it was just amazing and just some other matches to touch on uh, Jeff Cobb Shingo Takagi for the never open weight title that was like a big hoss brawl like Wardlow and Jake Hager but done infinitely better yeah um, and not to shit on that match because it was fine uh okada will osprey okada finally hitting the rainmaker after essentially a year of not doing it holy shit i marked out um it's uh it was some big time edging like he basically was trying to do a cobra clutch submission move and it just you know it was fine but the fans didn't love it and he finally hit the fucking rainmaker yeah yeah hiromu takahashi ishimori light heavy or junior heavyweight title also great stuff but yeah what a show uh, and just real quick, coming out of it, because we talked about it on View from the Top Rope, the Jay White promo afterwards, just yeah. broken down, beaten, 50-minute match, lost, just like an intense, emotional promo. And now the news has come out, allegedly, that his contract has expired. All the WWE rumors are swirling. Yeah. Again, not something we'll be covering too, too heavily on this show, but I love it. So we'll we'll mix it in when the big news comes and, uh, and stay tuned.
2: And you sparred with Goldman. Yeah, on this, on
1: this topic. Yes, not, uh, yeah. our friend Greg Goldman. Uh, actually, I didn't even respond to the tweet, but I we came to learn that he wants Jay White in AEW, uh, which would be great, but I'd st- I just want to see him still in New Japan. Right. Um, I think he's got a lot more to do over there, and he's only 28 years old, so mm-hmm. more to come.
2: Um, one final question, all right? Um, mm-hmm. This is from Mount Rushmore Pod at Defaced Mountain Radio Show. Um... <laughs>
1: I don't know if these are real or not. I know yeah. they're
0: somewhat real. But...
1: <laughs> Go on. I've been excited
2: uh, um, about this yeah. one. On Badlands, <laughs> which that's the real name at Badlands Pod. <laughs> you can tell I make fun of you because I like you guys. You're sweet. Yeah, we love you all. Yeah, you're nice. Um, on Badlands, we cover Mount Rushmores of wrestling. Um, but who is on your Mount Rushmore of worstest? Worst wrestlers ever.
1: Um, so this was a fun one to think about, and it's you know what do you, what is worst? Is worst just the worst gimmick or character? Yeah. Is it literally the worst wrestlers? Biggest jobbers. So I kind of went a combination of the two. I have two very very tall guys, Giant Gonzalez, who is built as eight feet tall. I mean, he could barely move. He wore a little, a bodysuit covered in hair was his thing. And it was, he had- What re- era was that? Ninety, like three. Ninety-three. And he wrestled, wrestled uh, Undertaker at WrestleMania nine. It got like negative two stars. Wow. something. Just like that dreadful. Bad? He just couldn't move. He was just like a big ogre. Yeah. Uh, and then the great Kali, who was around for a long time, you know, Indian guy. He'd been in, he was in the uh, the longest yard, yeah. or was it that? Yeah. Or uh, MacGruber, maybe. One yeah, of the, yeah. just a giant man. Yeah. Same thing, just can't really move. They put him in big spots. He was world champ right. at one point. Yeah. And then the other two are kind of like more along the lines of just being a joke in that one is the Shockmaster, who was also Typhoon in WWE, but they built up this whole debut, and I'll have to show you all these. They built up this whole debut of this character, the Shockmaster, and in his debut, he pops through a wall, and he falls flat on his face. Like he's supposed to be this big imposing character, and he literally falls flat on his face. His helmet falls off. You can hear Ric Flair in the background go, "Oh God, oh God!" <laughs> just a complete botch job, yeah. and it just ruined his career. Yeah, poor guy. Just but inst- he had inst- a fine career. But it's hilarious. Instant with. Last not least, this is probably literally the worst wrestler I've ever seen, and it's Eva Marie, just beautiful supermodel. You know, had bright red hair. Uh, and she was just the absolute worst wrestler. Just couldn't do anything. Yeah. Couldn't do a body slam. Couldn't hit the ropes. Couldn't fall. It was just pathetic. And mm-hmm. she was gone pretty quick. But wow. a lot of people would know who she is. Uh, but yeah.
2: A, yeah, that's a hell of a round, Mount Rushmore.
1: And again, thank you to Visionaries Global Media, View from the Top Rope, Good Cop, Bad Cop. And, and, all,
2: and, and all those who ask questions, thank you. I'm glad yes. we got to get around to answer them, and I'm glad we somehow drug you kicking and screaming to our show. Yes, bye sir. Bye-bye.
1: So yes, I mentioned it a bit earlier, but if you recall, today we're gonna head back to eliminate WWE Elimination Chamber 2014, the Shield versus the Wyatt Family, featuring Luke Harper, who was Mr. Brody Lee. Again, rest in peace. We love you. We wanted to do it because obviously it's been a few weeks since Mm -hmm. his passing and we haven't been on the air yeah um so we wanted to you know watch one of his matches and just relive his greatness and his glory and everything we love you rest in peace we do all love to you your family Mm -hmm. and everyone yeah um big news in turner land was the premiere of tbs's go big show last night (gasps) and it it sure did go big didn't it oh yeah it was literally like the best like
2: i don't know i went to my bed and i cried (laughs) Because I was happy, because I saw it, and then I, it was sad because it was over. Yeah. But then I was angry because I wasn't on the West Coast, so I couldn't
1: watch it again. But then it was on right again at ten o'clock. Yeah, and then and then,
2: and then there and then there was
1: beauty. Double dose of go yeah, big and, show. Yeah, and
2: like just, I can't tell you how much my life was changed. Just, just a stunning ar- a, performance, an artistic achievement. You know, um, high art. Yeah, high art. Just, just. Just incredible Ch-
1: stuff. It changed me deeply. Cody Rhodes, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Doggy Dogg. Snoop Doggy Dogg. Rosario,
2: Rosario Dawson and uh, the, the other Was woman. Jorna for
1: Nordles
2: Jorna for Nordles
1: And uh, Burt Kreischer Probably, yeah, Bert. with a shirt on. With a shirt, with a nice shirt. I would like to wear that shirt. Nice shirt, nice show. Yeah. Uh, man, we really had a wonderful, wonderful time yeah, watching 7, big 7,000
2: out of five stars, man. Great. And
1: uh, you'll be hearing our reactions to GBS. And... Uh, Yes, uh, just stay tuned. Just a great program. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, last but not least, as we uh, head towards Dynamite here, uh, we go back to Star Wars Mountain Dew cans, or I guess we oh, no, start our Mountain Dew. Yeah, we,
2: we kick off Mountain Dew. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is the beginning. Yeah. No,
1: we finish Pepsi. We start today with Darth Maul and Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, yeah,
2: two, um, two diametrically uh, <laughs> opposed characters, as Moxie would say.
1: Should be fun. I, I love how, like, overproduced this feels, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like
2: how, you know, like these interviews are just manufactured.
1: Well, and it's because there's a crowd there, and it's fake crowd noise, yeah. so it all just sounds so fucking fake. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: all these people out in their cars, yeah. And, this, and like, the camera's just flying around, isn't it?
1: Yeah, this it doesn't is doesn't stay insane. on anyone for
2: more than a second. <laughs> this
1: yeah, is yeah, manic. You said the word manufactured. Like, it all feels very manufactured. Yeah. Like, look at it, like, just,
2: like, yes. who's this chick? Who's that it's guy? So, <laughs> like, it's <cool>. so fast. <laughs> it is. Like, just reaction, reaction, reaction. Like, they don't, what like, not like any time for anything to breathe.
1: <laughs> they just coming
2: to the crowd. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I don't know. This
1: sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. All right, Beaumont, so we head to AEW Dynamite January 6 2021, New Year's Smash Night 1. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means, the Brody Lee signal. Um, so we start with, uh, right out of the gate, first match, SCU and the Young Bucks defeat the Acclaimed and the Hybrid 2 in an 8-man tag match in 9 minutes, 58 seconds. Pretty chaotic start of here. Uh, you know, it continued that trend of these fun, high, fast-paced tag matches, Um, but it was a little crazy to
2: just kind of sloppy. Yeah, it was sloppy. I prefer, you know, the smaller, more intimate, like, you know, and 2v2 intimate. Four on four can get a little wacky. Yeah, you know, and I I just kind of like the more, and typically people use this as a, a pejorative. Um, but standard fare, yeah. Like you yeah. know, but I like the standard fare. I love the appetizer that AEW like gives us with yeah, this, like of what course. we're
1: served. What we're served right up, served right up. Yeah, so yeah. one thing we noted in the intro, so we've kind of been dogging on the acclaimed. And we're going to continue um, to. But we did kind of like uh, so. Ca- I, we learned Castor is Russell Wilson, yeah. the rapper, who we're going to continue dogging on. Just he, still, he was terrible. Like like seriously, just stinky.
2: He's just up there, like he's you know on. Um, like karaoke, and he's yeah. rapping the lyrics just like this, you know, like, needs like just standing there with the microphone up to him and not like not moving a lot of charisma. around. Yeah. yeah, 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 no
1: charisma. But who did have charisma is Bowens, his yeah. partner, um, Who's Anthony not Bowens. He's,
2: he's not Mike. Yeah, up. so he
1: was just like sitting on the ramp, just kind of like doing funny faces. Yeah, being and... his hype guy, essentially. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're on the Bowens train, Caster, eh. Again, it, sucks again in, like, I, 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 again in ring they're fun you know this is not to shit on their in ring skills but the characters but,
2: like whenever they come out and do that i'm just like yeah i want
1: you guys to lose as we like instant change you know? the channel heat as yeah. we called it on yeah. the, the good cop bad cop show uh, but yeah, it was a bit chaotic to start. It kind of settled in a little bit. Uh, one note that you see right out of the gate is that Go Big Show sponsorships all around the ring Slathered. on the guardrails. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, they're on the they're on the baristers. Yeah, on the, they're around the ring. Yeah, the ring skirt, the yeah. guardrails that surround that yeah. is everywhere. But
2: like like we probably spent all but like five minutes of last two hours that. with our eyes not on the Go Big Show. <laughs> yeah, you know? not Insanity, on it. Insanity. Yeah.
1: So yeah, and um, Jericho said Ski Skiavone at one point was wearing a skirt with Go Big Show on it. Oh yeah, no a kilt, a kilt. You know, and then he made a kilt pun like yeah. that was kilt. Ah yeah. Um, but it, again, this was fun. It was high energy. There were some big moves. Nick Jackson and Kazarian tag teamed for the BTE trigger, which mm. was cool to see. Um, And then Christopher Daniels and Matt Jackson combined for the Meltzer drivers. So the team's kind of doing the moves to get, you know, crisscrossed, if you will. Because these guys have always, they've been friends. Um, But again, solid little match, but not quite, not quite up to the level of these openers we're used to, but still good. Um, And there was some news after the match. Kazarian got the mic, um, basically saying that, he, first off, he called it New Year's Bash, not yeah. New Year's Dash, which I thought was funny, yeah. and said that next time he and Christopher Daniels lose, that they're done as a tag team. And then they kind of like half-heartedly chant They didn't yeah. officially challenge, but they're like, we're coming for these. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, Christopher Daniels is about 49 years old, legend. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to hang him up soon is my thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to see more Kazarian singles run. Um, but yeah, solid stuff. Yeah, so Solid is a good word. We come out of the break with Mr. John Moxley making his return and there's Beaumont, there's only one question on our minds. Like I
2: don't know. do you think he'll I was really unsure if he would do it at this point. Do what? Oh, Moxley hit Dan Callis.
1: But Moxley comes out first appearance since losing the title since he hit Dan Callis. Uh, He comes charging out of the back. He's looking good um, and cuts a very nice, fiery promo, basically saying, you know, I could be up here cussing up a storm and screaming bloody murder, but, you know, kind of long story short, you got to take it, endure it, grit your teeth and take it, you know, like any champion would do. Uh, But it was a good promo, and he mentioned something about Kenny Omega and that guy who looks like a used car salesman, the man whom he hit. He referred to them as shitty people, and what he does with shitty people is he hits them with a crowbar.
2: Which he does, yeah, and that that was something that we engaged with on Twitter a good bit. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was a classic Moxley promo, like sure like the the um the amount that the character has grown on me since the the uh, nightclub bathroom promo yep, has yep, been yep. a good bit yeah like absolutely. I, and, and yeah sure it's been a meme like yeah. sure it's been a meme of my own design yeah but um uh, <laughs> no it was epic and poetic uh, poetic as he as yeah he yeah tends yeah, to yeah. Be. It, 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 it was pretty classic him and I think he uh, yeah, like it was, it was a very welcome return for me. Like when, like you know, whenever it was, good it was like to see him, for whenever sure. it's like Moxie's coming next. I mean, even beyond like our Dan Calla shenanigans. yeah, it was it's like it's nice yeah, to see him it back. Is. Yes, yes, and
1: a couple other highlights. Kenny, you are not safe. You will never be safe. Boogeyman. Uh, yeah, he calls himself the Boogeyman. Uh, And he says, one day you'll be looking the devil in the eyes. So, Mm -hmm. um, And on his way out, he kicked the Go Big Show barricade, (laughs) which we we loved.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which, uh, no, actually, we hated it.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. That was despicable. That sure was. Yeah,
2: what an asshole.
1: So, uh, yeah, that was uh, good stuff and more to come Mm. on that. Big time. Uh, So then we head backstage and we learn that Trent of The Best Friends is out four to five months with a torn pec. Get well soon, Trent. We love you. We're gonna miss you. So Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy are being interviewed. Uh, was this Marvez here? Yeah, this was Glasses Marvez. Glasses Marvez talking yeah. to them and Chuck Taylor's talking and Miro and Kicks kick Sabian and uh, Penelope Ford come up and I love that Chuck Taylor didn't miss a beat. Yeah. Mid-talk, he's like, and Miro's gonna interrupt us again. Yeah.
2: And see, like, I thought this was great because like Miro's been really funny to us lately. Like he, whenever he's like come on, he's like burst on and had presence and is like thrown people off and has been the spotlight. And
1: always has very bright colored loud clothing.
2: Exactly. <laughs> and like this time somebody was able to react to that and make him look foolish. Yeah. And I thought that was really effective.
1: Yeah, yeah. and his col- his clothing this time it was like a green and blue jungle outfit. Like very vibrant. Yeah, yeah. hilarious. Um they were just talking back and forth, and Miro had been calling Trent his young boy, which is a term in J- Japan for like their kind of <laughs> servant, you know, if, yeah. you know, help them carry their bags, whatever. Um, so, long story short, uh, Chuck and Miro are having a match next week, and if Chuck loses, he has to be Miro's young boy up until kick and Penelope's wedding. Um, but yeah, then we go to match number two, the inner circle battle here. Yeah. Um, the big boys of the inner circle, Wardlow defeats Jake Hager in 10 minutes, 24 seconds. The right guy definitely won. And yeah. first half of this match, plod fast. Yeah. Like, like I think- Took the, him a few minutes to get it going.
2: Yeah. Very plodding. I like, I look at my notes here and I think that they're very complimentary of like kind of how this match was sort of paced, you know, especially in the beginning um I don't know. Wardlow actually impresses me a lot with like just his agility like he's oh, him being so absolutely. big and how he can jump. But Hager was kind of the one who was sort of, you know, like... Because I haven't seen Hager fight yet. Yeah. And Hager was very just, you know... And, yeah, because he like, has got an
1: M- he does MMA too, so he kind of plays that mma character. Yeah, and yeah. it's not really working super well. It's yeah. okay. Yeah,
2: I mean, like, he, he's had some good, like, his duster moment. Yeah, I think you saw... Remember. He was in
1: a tag match with Jericho against someone a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, he was. I forget who it was. Um, I think it was Top Flight. Oh, it was yeah, Top yeah, Flight. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you've seen him, but not in a singles match. Uh, yeah. But it picked up after... JR's amazing restaurant quality picture in picture. Um, and it definitely you know, was a faster pace out of the break. Wardlow was doing some big moves, um, kept pushing him into the GBS barricades, hit him with some suplexes, uh, just better stuff, better energy, mm-hmm. the second half of this match. Uh, Wardlow hit him with the F10, kind of yeah. that big spinning airplane move for the yeah. win. And you know, uh, of course after the match, well, the inner circle comes down. There's a show of respect. Oh, they, they were all in the back too, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 They
2: were all in the back just kind of like... Just posted. Oh, yeah, and like, remember, it was like 50 degrees in Jacksonville. That and Sammy
1: Guevara is just Not shirtless. Not wearing sure <laughs> and MJF's
2: got his, like, you know, that scarf, which I've seen that pattern at least five times out in the real world. Really? Since then, yeah. Like, and then um, yeah.
1: Santana and Ortiz just in their coats looking tough. Yeah, yeah. But they all come down, you know, of course, is there going to be some post-match dust up here? But no, respect, fist right. bumps. Um, but yeah, decent, decent little stuff here. And there's yeah. a bit of a follow-up later that we were intrigued about. Yes, yes. So uh we head backstage with Private Party who had some gin, but they needed the juice. Yeah. And who came to bring the juice other than Snoop Doggy Dog? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then Matt Hardy came in with some contracts uh to be Private Party's agents, yeah. manager, I guess. Um they ended up signing at a thirty percent fee, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, again, there's some storyline development. Yeah, yeah, here. There's some storyline I, I, like, I like this.
2: Yeah, we have we have we have Hill, Matt Hardy continuing to be. He now know, is
1: their agent manager, You know, whatever he got yeah. them to sign. It's yeah. and, and
2: like it's implied that he's like you know profiting off. Correct, of Correct.
1: Yeah. Yes, and it, you know they were a bit hesitant. I think we both wanted more from Snoop in this thing, segment. He,
2: I mean, like, I think that's going to be a recurring theme yeah. throughout
1: Like, Although he did a hell of a coaching job. He, he, oh, <laughs> we'll oh get God. there. Yeah, like. But he, I think he, it was, he, 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 he just like, kind of stood there and he's he, like, am I invited to the private
2: party? Yeah, yeah and, and he and he was just, he's just kind of there. And yeah, like, but, I know, like, I don't think he's just that type of presence.
1: Yeah. Well, he was just fucking too stoned, probably. Yeah, according to Burke <laughs> Sorry. uh okay so then we go to the old turner boy darby allen and and brian cage way in um, all of Team Taz down there, of course, oh. the whole gang. Oh,
2: oh they, they get up there, and then instantly, like, Tony's like, all right, let's weigh him in, and then yeah. Taz like just, yeah, Taz just steals the Starts mark. complaining. Why like, does
0: Cage have to go first? Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, as if it's going to change, like, you know, the way that they're meant, you know. And then
1: he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, I get it because he's the challenger, but are you making the rules here, Shivani? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> like, him and Eddie Kingston have, like, this similar... Um, yeah vibe when they
2: rip on shivani For like, sure. like like whenever tats are ripping on shivani
1: it's like i heard eddie kingston doing him and I, they're uh, both yeah, yeah, new yeah. york guys so yeah, they both kind of have that same accent and like attitude yeah yeah, yeah. but new tnt belt yes on display. yes black you know? strap um we may have. It, it looked really good a lot it of people did. on twitter liked it it looked good on Dobby, old turner boy mm. um Another thing Taz was saying is when Cage was on the scale, he just kept yelling, Solid muscle, Shivani! Well, 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 solid well, muscle! Look, look at it. Tell us about Hook this week.
2: God, like, <laughs> you know, if you heard me on Good Cop, Bad Cop, um, you know, I complain about his bad haircut. And, like, look at him. He was wearing, like, like, oh, Lord, what did they call him? Uh, Jericho said Hook was standing there like an idiot. He was wearing a hat, like a white t-shirt. Yeah. His pants pulled up high. Like the hat covering his bad hair, Looked could obviously, completely
1: different than the Punisher sweatshirt. Oh my god! And like, like, like
2: he's just been like just
1: kind of weirdly there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, here for
2: it. Weirdly there, but like, there's been no con- continuity in like. Oh, yeah, here's this the guy. look. And here's what this person can do. Like, yeah. There, there is no, like, broadcasting, like, this is who this character is. Yep. Outside of he's part
1: of the state. And it was and he's such, Taz's like, son. a big deal yeah. bringing him in. And yeah. we saw him do, like, a suplex a couple it, weeks ago. It's weird. Yeah. And, yeah, it's weird. And we're, yeah. we're fucking dialed into it. It's interesting. He, he
2: talked talk about Shivani Get your white ass out of the way. Yeah,
1: he called him the white ass. <laughs> wide ass. <laughs> so we had wide ass Shivani and, and narrow, narrow ass, ass Darby in the yeah. ring at the same time. You know,
2: Taz, Taz, Taz was really... Back on his game this time. Oh, but, tremendous. But, but But as AEW has wanted to do recently, Taz starts talking, then the lights go out. And now I'm not even going to
1: give it to you, but it's Sting. It's Sting. It's Sting, yet again. Um, and then what happens, yet again? Well, Taz says, I'm sick of you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> that was like after, but yeah, yet again. This, these tough guys of Team Taz just scramble away at the sight of 61-year-old Sting, who's not done a fucking thing mm-hmm. yet. Um Again, I was as, as hyped as anyone on the debut, and still am. It's still tight, but, like, give us something. Enough of well, the edge. Well, 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 like, at
2: this point, like, they are building toward the payoff. Like, the payoff is everything well, but, yeah. at this point. And it's like, got like, like, to you know, be like, good. Like, like, there's nothing. Like the, like, the buildup is just the buildup.
1: Like, yep. the payoff is the substance. Yep. So, like. I can't wait to see. Like, like, For better or worse, I can't wait well, to well, see it needs, what it is. It
2: needs to be creative. It does not need to be Steen comes in and hits it, him with a bat.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. It,
2: like, please be something like a little bit like. I know. Like, like, like the bat and sting can be involved, but like. Give please, us something else. Well, like, make it like creative, like spin for on sure. It, you know, a little bit. Because so, like, we've been like saddled with this. Yeah. For like a while. And like, it's been a nice thing to be Over a month with. at this point. Yeah, yeah. It, it's been great. And, I, and I'm glad yeah, it's happening. Yeah, it's
1: aesthetically very cool. Yeah. But like, I think. We need sub- some meat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With them potatoes. Uh uh-huh. Um, but yeah, and obviously we assume this payoff will come next week when Darby Allen defends the TNT championship yeah, against Cage.
2: It, it has to, like, it has to be the centerpiece of next week's has Gotta episode. be, mm-hmm. gotta
1: be. I expect that to be the main event as well. Yeah. So backstage, MJF goes into Jake Hager's locker room, who's like punching a garage door and upset about his loss. Um. Acting badly. Yeah. Just acting out. And um, basically, kind of coming in saying he's proud of him, and that you know no one back home is the athlete he is. And talking up Wardlow yeah. and yada yada yada. Um, well, and
2: like like MJF comes in tries to
1: like talk. Yeah, him down. calm him down. Yeah. Just be a good stable mate, if uh-huh. you will. Um, but yeah, Hager, you know he, he did cool down, and he's like, you know, you almost got dropped at the beginning, but you're cool. And they fist bump and. Yeah. So that and, and the plot gets more interesting. Yes, because that, I, that
2: that was a great interlude there. Yeah, I, that I, intrigued yeah, us that. for yeah.
1: sure because it's like MJF is earning the tr- one by one. He's earning the trust of all these inner circle members.
2: Yeah, and, and like I remember, um, I don't know if it was last episode. I don't know if it was Brady Player One or, or whatever it was, but I remember saying the inner circle plot was boring. Yeah, this is what not makes yeah, it boring. Like what, after makes, it Vegas. what makes it interesting? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This
1: is some good. We hiccups. love this. Yeah. This, he and Sammy have seemed to have cooled a little bit. Like, right. you know, they were standing not next to each other, but out there together. But again, that has sizzled to the point where it's like that could be one thing away from yeah. breaking apart. Yeah, party.
2: No, well, I think that uh, they're going to... But gonna they kinda... haven't
1: focused on it in the last week or two. Well,
2: I think they're going to lull you to sleep with that. Exactly. And then, like, all of a sudden, that's going to be the alarm clock to exactly. wake your ass up. Yeah, yeah
1: we're, we're excited about this here. Uh-huh, yeah, Good for stuff. Sure. Um, then they cut to that Brody Lee Jr. Marco Stunt promo that we talked about. I think we had glasses list Marvez earlier because we have glasses here. So Marvez with Jurassic Express and uh, Marco Stunt, you know, after they show this Brody Lee promo, he's talking about how they're going to win the tag titles because they're supposed to fight FTR next week. Kind of is like a number one unofficial number one contenders match. Uh, but FTR shows up. And basically Marco Stunt gets all big and mighty and starts talking shit to FTR and says, I'll take Luchasaurus's place and me and Jungle Boy will beat your asses. And FTR is basically just like laughing about sure, it. Sure, like, yeah. yeah. I bet you will. We'll see you yeah. next week, you little runt. So <laughs> that should be fun. I'm a little bummed because like you haven't really seen much Jurassic Express and like Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy are such they, an they, awesome they, team. They,
2: they seem, they've always seemed like a joke. But they're not. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: the thing. Like, they can go. They're definitely, their characters are not as serious. Right. But like, right. they can wrestle. And earlier on in Dynamite, especially, too, they had some pretty good matches. But a little bummed Marcos taking the place, but it'll probably be fun and funny. And he's probably uh-huh. going to get his ass beat. So. Yeah, no, No. it'll be, uh, you know, it'll be fun. And then we head into match number three where Cody Rhodes defeats Matt Seidel. In ten minutes and seven seconds, we had the special Snoop-themed Cody entrance here. We're like, "What is this?" Um, they said Snoop is acting as Cody's coach from Go Big Show, well, and now yeah, he's
2: acting as Cody's coach from the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Oh yes, and yeah. he did have. Uh, Andy Reid's Waffle House menu, and I think Jericho even referenced that, but he said "arn," of course. No, I,
2: like they were so close to saying he was Andy Reid. I, I feel like they were. I know. Yeah, they were very close to doing it. But yeah, it.
1: Snoop was out there coaching him up. Uh, yeah. You know, Matt Seidel, as we've seen a little bit, and as I've seen in WWE, the guy can work. He's yeah. fun. He can fly around. Mm-hmm. So we had a new one here, Beaumont. Big news: we had a beloved barbecue infested. Picture and picture.
2: What does that look like? Let's uh, imagine that. Does that mean like you have to hire an exterminator because there's barbecue inside of your the, your walls?
1: And what makes it beloved?
2: Uh, yeah. Like like when when do you ever when is an infestation ever beloved?
3: <laughs>
0: like, like, Especially like, if like, barbecue. Like like because
2: like, 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 you know like they wrote that beforehand. You know he was sitting here with a notebook like this like like oh. Well, our all right, but I write the next picture and pictures. I think what's so interesting yeah. is,
1: like, once we heard the initial restaurant quality, what what, what, what world-famous restaurant quality yeah, yeah. picture, like, we've been listening for it every The week, next superlative. The next and there superlative, was, like, yeah. probably four weeks without it at all. But, yeah, I yeah. can't wait to have some barbecue infestation in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, there were some big moves in this. Uh, there, commentary was talking about how Seidel said Cody had been, been toing, doing too much promotion of Go big big show so maybe he could catch him off
2: guard and beat him you can never do too much promotion of go big show
1: uh but again Seidel hit like a big hurricane Rana swinging neck breaker but Cody ended up hitting him with the double crossroads for the victory and then there was some post match malarkey here and so post match mike malarkey yeah. <laughs> post match old coach of the Tennessee Titans and, and and um who else did he coach the, the Bills? Jaguars and the Bills yeah <laughs> God. Post-match Mike, um, so Luther and Serpentico both got, like, one of these guys got thrown onto him during the match, and, like, very random because they're just kind of jobby. But they both slide in the ring after and start beating up Cody and Seidel, and uh, Snoop gets in the ring, and they end up fighting back, and uh, Um. Snoop, uh, hooked out of his mind, climbs to the top rope, and gives probably the worst top rope splash I've ever seen. Just, like... Jericho called him a human piece of spaghetti. He just, like, had no form or clue, but it was... It, it, it
2: was a flop. Like, he just, yeah, like, fell yeah, over, it was a, essentially. Yeah, he yeah, it it like, landed right? on yeah. his
1: hand. It, it yeah. was hilarious. Yeah, and we yeah, loved, yeah. yeah, We love Snoop. It was funny, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. yeah of, Rosario Dawson and burke Kreischer. Rosario Dawson shreds. Yeah. She's tight. Um, yeah, so match number four. Hikaru Shida defeats zombie lady abaddon in eight minutes 27 seconds for the aew was that short Women's I, World that, Championship. That, it felt like it was longer than that. Yeah, that's what. Cage, wow, really? According to Cage Match, at least where I get this uh, data, it,
2: it, it seemed I guess there were lots, lots of twists and turns in that it match. Did it did feel it seem longer. It yeah, did yeah. feel a
1: little longer. Um, this was uh, pretty wacky, although it started off pretty fun with uh, Sheeta when she was making her entrance. Remember, Abaddon like the matter. zombie lady
2: was like instant, yeah, yeah right yeah, there, yeah, yeah. and
1: uh, Sheeta fucking bonked her on the head with her kendo stick. Yeah. Uh, but kind of the story of the match. Um, was Abaddon trying to bite Sheeta's oh, neck? He,
2: she drug her under the ring, yeah. and then and then the ref was under there.
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah. So she, the whole thing was about zombie trying to bite uh, Sheeta's neck, which apparently ended up happening as they were under the ring, and mm. she was, had some blood. That is a disgusting act. Uh, I forgot to mention early on. I think it was Jr. said. I don't know if she's had her shots, <laughs> he didn't. Say- <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sheeta ended up winning with the running knee. It was an okay match. It was just really weird and
2: it, it was oddly paced. Yeah, like it, it was, was like like And the reason I say like why it's shorter than that because like it seemed like there were like three or four different segments of it where yeah. like things were happening
1: and then it ended very abruptly. Yeah, yeah.
2: But like all those things happened very quickly, and they weren't allowed to develop or yeah. breathe. You yeah, know? it
1: wasn't a bad match, but again, it was too focused on the neck for, biting, and yeah, it just kind of took it out of. Oh rhythm. yeah,
2: for something they were building toward for weeks. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, I,
1: I I thought they could have served it served that um, build up a little better. I feel you. I'm with you. Yep. So we start to head towards the main event, and uh, in, but in a main event this was. In a main event this was. Um, but kind of as the entrances were happening, before I say this, uh, there was a cut backstage to pack with the death, death triangle or pick, pack, bing, buck, boom, bop. Just talking shit to Kenny. Great to see him. Basically saying, your collection is over. Referring to his belt collection, but, Kenny Omega defeats Ray Phoenix in seventeen minutes and one second for the AEW World Championship. In in a work
2: of fucking art. And
1: wow, what a fucking match! Yeah, yeah, like, like, seriously. Gets five stars on the Melter scale. I'll give it four seven five myself. But wow, just like, very little feeling out period, and like within sixty seconds, Hurricane Rana, Hurricane Rana, and like they were just off and running.
2: Okay, so I think this is probably. This might be the best match we've watched together of AEW Dynamite. Would you agree?
1: So, yes, definitely. I think it might be the best Dynamite match ever in terms of match quality specific. Like, the FTR Young Bucks tag match from Full Gear. Yeah. Um... I may like a little better. And I know that was kind of your first night. There were a bunch of people there. Oh, yeah, there um,
2: were, were drunk people with coronavirus yeah. in our periphery. I would say yeah. those
1: are the top two matches since we've been watching. And this definitely the best Dynamite match since we've been watching. Yeah, yeah. Did nope. that kind of stand out to you as such?
2: Hell, yeah, like it did. Like, it, um...
1: Hell, yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, uh no, uh, it was, uh... It was all, like... When you say high-flying, you know, I feel like there's a standardization to that term. And, like, this is, like, the true definition of that term. Like, there was just, um, like, stomping on people's heads off the top rope. Yep. You know, there was... Ray um, Phoenix d- is like, such Like, like, like backflips into, what do you call a German suplex. Oh, yeah. Like, it was just... That you know, was incredible. It was a, Well, you know, I, I go into this match thinking, oh, yeah, Canadian's going to win. And, like, you know, like, in the first little bit, you have the bit where Dan Callis comes out and he's like you know, Kenny, he's done, you know, yeah. he says that, and then, like, he's done, Kenny, he, he is all but done, like, that is oh, just, yeah. like, you know, the, the, the
0: start, you yeah. know, yeah, it was
1: incredible, like, so many, like you said, so many great high-flying moves by Phoenix, um, he hit that monster top rope drop kick, and then straight into the Tope hilo, where he flipped outside the ring, and, like, landed on the Go Big yeah. Show guardrail, yeah, that backflip off the top rope immediately into the German suplex and dump Kenny right on his head. Holy shit, yeah. that was crazy. The diving foot stop to the back of the head, and again, it was a lot of that late Phoenix offense. And we talked about this off air, but like yeah. Kenny was so damn good in that, just steering that match and getting yeah, in exactly that's a good term exactly steering. what he needed to get in when he needed to get it in. The counters were incredible. Uh, he caught Phoenix coming off the top rope and hit him with the Tiger Driver 98. Um, there was one moment where I kind of went that out of order, but Phoenix no sells a V trigger, kicks back up and super kicks him, counters a one winged angel into a reverse runner, Rana outside cutter. Like, just so many. Like, I have all this shit written down and I'm not even. Well, well, it was it,
2: insane. Well, it was fun because, like, you know, we watched it in the beginning and then um, we got pizza. So we got. Yeah. L- yeah. We got we got La Rosa Cincinnati Pizza, which yeah. is um, we yeah. were hungry boys. Yeah, we were very hungry we, boys. We did
1: the view from the top rope interview and then to 759, and then boom, dynamite! Like, yeah, oh, and, and,
2: so, and so what did we order from La Rosa? What's that special again? The
1: family meal deal. It's, yeah, one, it's large, one large, one large, one topping pizza. It's boneless wings. It's uh, cheese covered, provolone covered breadsticks, and three cooks. Yeah, so like 25 bucks. Yeah,
2: yeah. So we got those and. um, <laughs> Like we were in that, we were watching U of L versus Virginia Tech. Yeah, so we um, rewatched mm-hmm. the match. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. But but like um, the reason I bring that up is in rewatching, being told and then seeing it. Um, you know, at least from my perspective, from my like lack of experience. Yeah. Watching this medium uh, was wonderful. Like I think this was physically why you do it. Not maybe not like aesthetically in terms of like when we talk about the cyclical nature of wrestling, like the flamboyance or the bombast. Uh-huh. But this is like you know, this is the, but, in, this, this is the in ring work that this, I yeah, love. This is the physical bombast. Oh, yeah. This is not like what you're wearing or how this you're acting or what your character is. Yes. Yeah. This yeah, is the yeah. athleticism yeah. straight exactly, up and
1: yeah. they just nailed it to a fucking tee. Um, Kenny finished him off with the one winged angel. So, after the match, Dan Callis grabbed the microphone and said, Ladies and gentlemen, you've witnessed history. And there, you know, he gives Kenny the mic and they're talking. And he and, and, and
2: teed himself up. Also. Yeah. yeah. And
1: Don's like, oh, well, let's, uh, let's, I, I'm hearing something's going on backstage. And then up on the screen is Eddie Kingston, like, pulling Pac's hair. And then the Butcher holding Pentagon down. Yeah. Clearly, they'd been assaulted. And, uh... Callis and Kenny are kind of laughing about well, it. Callis so, is like,
2: Kenny, you need to get out of here. Yeah, they're, uh, they're just la- this so is not safe for you.
1: They put him up to it, and they cut the Phoenix, and he's like crying in the corner because that's his brother and his teammate. And then Don's like, and we're about to end the career and of Ken- Ray Phoenix. And, and Kenny and, picks
2: him up, and then and then, and then 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 the driver comes to meet the golf ball. <laughs> And then Moxley enters with the barbed wire with the barbed back. Wire and then back. and then we, our antennas raise, we explode. Yeah, because like the potential
1: for it actually happening, and we've been waiting for this for over rises. a month. Rises, yeah, rises immensely. Yeah, 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 immensely and rises. So he comes out and he does hit Kenny and Dan Callis skedaddles from the ring. Like he, he, <laughs> it's like he knew we were, he wanted no part of it. And, uh, you know, he hits yeah. Kenny a couple times and then the shock. The Good Brothers from Impact Wrestling, they finally it's make the their long-awaited debut. And I love that they had, the, they were wearing their Impact Tag Team Championship oh, the whole, belts. Oh, one of them wore it the whole time. Yeah, and Carl Anderson, I loved that. And they start beating the shit out of Moxley. Um finally they hit him with the magic killer. They're here. and um Brian Pillman Junior and Griff Garrison come in and try and uh help it out, which I in
2: his Coxie Heights. Yeah,
1: so Pillman went to Dixie Heights High School or as we like to call it Coxie Heights High School. Which was my high school. Which is right
2: down the street from oh no that was your high school.
1: Yeah, one of my high school's big rivals. So it's funny uh, just to see him with this Dixie jacket in there. It was tight. It's
2: right down the street from a Dixie Chili too, which that is, is true. which which in my opinion is the best Cincinnati chili. There I agree is. too. It fucking yeah. shreds. But yeah. it was
1: cool to see just the Dixie Heights jacket in there yeah. and cool to see Pillman and Garrison get involved yeah. in a main event angle. Um, and then kind of all the jobbers kept coming in from the crowd and gallows yeah. they're all beating the shit out of him. Gallows put someone through a table, which was tight. Uh, at some point, I guess his belt had come off. Um, but Kenny, if you remember, Kenny went right to the camera, yeah, all yeah. demonic. He's like, you made me flip the switch, John. Yeah. I loved that. I thought that was so good. Yeah, it was good. Just kind of giving some justification. Like he pushed him that far. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, God love him, Garrison and Pillman get back up and try and hold Kenny because the Young Bucks came out. Yeah. And we're and like, okay, this is going to calm down. This is Bullet down. Club stuff, correct? Oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. so Kenny, uh, Anderson, Gallows, and the Young Bucks were all in the Bullet Club together yep. in New Japan, like 2015, 16-ish. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, you know, you, we're, what's gonna happen here? The young bucks—they're trying to calm everyone down, calm everyone down. And yeah, Pillman, Hol- Pillman, and Garrison are holding Kenny. And then all of a sudden, Nick Jackson super kicks Pillman or Garrison. It's like, oh shit, okay. Right here it and is. And then yeah. uh, it's like, all right, it's all over here. Kenny puts the the two fingers up for the two sweet Gallows and Anderson quickly follow, and then you can see the young bucks kind of just thinking about it, and like Nick Jackson kind of just starts. the, the hesitation, ease. like you he's see the hesitation.
2: His well work. shot, well Especially shot. Especially Nick. Well done. Nick yeah. is
1: just like closer, and he's like, "All right, I'm fucking in." And then like Matt, all of a sudden, like he was a little bit more begrudging. And but then Dan then he Callis, went you know, yeah, ball. Callis, like this is the greatest day of my life, and, and like. Then, and
2: while Moxley's laying there, which. Means he's getting hit way oh, worse later yeah. on, yeah. But
1: man, whoo! Take a breath. it! <coughs> Here comes Moxley. Michael,
0: Here, Here comes. comes. Yes! He ran away! Oh no, no!
1: Get him! Get out of it! The barbed wire bat. Oh,
3: oh my god! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on. But what a major story you point this is.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I knew it was coming. I, I knew it was close. close. <laughs> right, right there. We're like Ed ten- Oh no! Oh, oh wow, there they are. they are! There's Question the answer. debut! There's the Question debut! The debut. Alright, here we go. Oh yeah. Look at this! They're doing the sign! They're doing that famous hand sign of the band! of the band Look at Nick Jackson's like, yeah. I kind of want to do it! Yeah.
0: <laughs> do it! Yeah!
1: Wow! Holy shit! Wow. What does it mean? What does it mean, Basil? Wow. Which,
2: like, that that was how the end of the episode and JR was like, what the
1: fuck? Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> or you didn't say that, but, like... It wasn't the, the best Dynamite ever, but that last 35 minutes with the main event match and that angle... Well, well remember, like, we were... We, were the,
2: the main event match ended and you were like, oh, there's, like seven minutes. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, and 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 then we were like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And And we knew
1: Moxie was going to come out. Yeah,
2: yeah, we knew that was going to happen. And, and like, ultimately, like, I thought it was really cool.
1: It was great, man. Like, it was history. Like, and JR, or someone referenced it, like, these guys haven't been in a ring together in four years, five years, whatever. And just intrigue. Are the Young Bucks heels now? Um, you know, they'd been kind of Healy before winning the tag title, but then they'd been kind of like mentors to top flight and definitely doing face things. So, mm. very, very, very intrigued with all this coming out, and I can't wait to see where we go. Me neither. What burns my ass? Ash. And uh, this week we're going to go with a collective ass burning, and uh, yeah, i uh, no, no, let no. you a take con- the reins.
2: A countrywide one. Um, <laughs> yeah. WWE Hall of Famer <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs>
1: That's him right what now. Did he, what did he do this week? <laughs> <laughs> he caused
2: an insurrection against. United States of America. Which is not funny. The inside funny. of one. No, it is it, not funny, No, it's not funny but, at all. Yeah. But we
1: can laugh about it a little bit, but like, Yeah. Wow. It,
2: well, it, 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 it's not funny. Like in the it case. It burn our fucking well, asses. Well, not funny in the case that like, you know, obviously like all these like white dudes like came up to the Capitol and there were very few cops to meet them versus yeah. if there were lots of black dudes that, who came up to the Capitol, it, it would be the exact bad. opposite. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, but these white dudes like broke into the Capitol um, and attempted to interrupt the democratic process of nominating the Electoral College. It was insane. Um, but like all this was fueled by WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump, um, whom uh, Vince McMahon's wife was part of the Trump
1: administration. And like. And now he's been permanently banned from Twitter. Permanently banned. Which like, is which is. Such a geek. It
2: is a geek because it's like, man, like all this started with Twitter. And it's like this four year. Craziness! This yeah. nightmare yeah. ends with him getting banned, like fourteen like, days. But like, what else is going to happen? Like, obviously, the House is inter- interested in introducing articles of impeachment. Yeah, um, and lots of other Republicans, including in the House and the Senate, are for it. So, and just what a big move by Twitter yeah. to just flip the switch. Yeah, just to flip the switch on like pull the plug. Like, like, like we were saying, like neither of us follow him, and like less people follow him than, for example, Barack Obama. But, like, we've both been to that page. Oh, of course. And, like, you know... Someone
1: will text you, check out that last Trump tweet.
2: Yeah, and, like, you know, like, to to eradicate that page completely um, is a thing. You know, like, it's a thing that, like, one might say should have been done a long time ago, but now there's, like, I guess, true, clear legal grounds to yeah. do that. Yeah, treason.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Again, you, Beaumont, you said it before the show. It's like that's something you're going to read about in your fifth grade social oh, studies. Oh, yeah, there's like,
2: going to be a picture of that bullshit. Yeah, of and, that
1: guy sitting in the, yeah, the it, desk. Oh, yeah, and, and you
2: know what? If you were involved in that bullshit and you're listening to this podcast, turn
1: the fuck off. <laughs> we do not want you. Yeah, get out of here. You fuck j- you. Jobbers. Yeah. So, yeah, that burned our ass this week. Um, Let's uh, steer right into some If You Recall. Perfect. And, uh, yes, this is an homage to Mr. Brody Lee, who, unfortunately, you didn't really get to see because you came yeah. in, like, a week right, or two right, after right, the right, dog right, collar right, match.
2: Right, right at the very... Like, I remember... Um you texted me about the documentary. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: you. Yeah, I'm like, oh, dude, if you yeah. turn it on. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. whenever
2: you first started talking about doing this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, that was one of the first things. Very, know. very, very sad. I've cried enough tears to. You John,
2: know, John Huber. Yeah. You know, John that, that, that's Huber. That's his name. Yeah. And
1: you know, again, all love to his family, anyone who was close to him, the whole AEW and wrestling community. We're, um, we're there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We love you and. So, again, we're going to go back to one of his WWE. So, we well, real quick, we had a debate, not a debate, but since Beaumont had never seen Brody wrestle, I'm like, would you rather see him in AEW or old WWE? And we actually wanted to watch the dog collar match, which...
2: Which I think this was a good decision. I enjoyed this match a lot. Dog collar just
1: because it was his last match, but um, we couldn't find it anyway because I didn't have it recorded. You know who
2: else was in this match, right? Moxley. Moxley. Yeah. And he hit a lot of people. He hit dude. a lot of people.
1: But yeah, it was good to show Beaumont just another era of wrestling and, you know, 2014 yeah. WWE and just kind of what that looked like. Um, and at the time. This
2: was know, the transition, too. Like, this was flamboyance versus, like, you know, black and white masculine. You know, this. For this, sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: And these, you know, both the Shield and the Wyatt family were, like, the two biggest factions going. You know, both were huge heels for a long time. The Shield had kind of been naturally turning face. The Wyatts were still pretty heely, but, like, you could tell from the moment, like, the crowd was hot for both teams. Let's go, Shield. Let's go, Wyatt. Uh Um, And, yeah, the match, you know, there was some – it was simmering, bubbling to the surface, and then all of a sudden Ambrose, Moxley just attacked Bray Wyatt right off the start, and we were off and running. Um, And it was just electric right off the bat. Um, but kind of just, you know, before we really get into the match, just what were your observations of this era, just this match, just what did you think of it?
2: Uh, no, I thought it was, uh, like I said, like with the cyclical nature of wrestling, um, this was very, um, like the Wyatt family, like you put this very perfectly, uh, where the hell is it? Um, they were very much like, um, these creepy backwards deliverance type characters and like they embodied that and like, that's. Kind of more of your colorful thing, even though they For weren't sure. colorful, they were they were kind of like rugged and beat but that up vibe. Yeah they, yeah, they had that vibe versus like all the dudes who wore black, the tough guys. Yeah, like, like the guys who were all wore the black. true badasses. Yeah, yeah, and so like. You know, and how that tees you up, it makes you think that the badasses are going to win.
1: And I thought they, the, you know, watching this live at the time, I thought the Shield for sure were going to win. And yeah. that's what made the match so good is it was so back and forth, so intense the whole way. Oh, like, no, it was. And it um, broke Moulton, down many who, who, who's times.
2: The, who's the, ba- the big red guy with the beard who came out? Eric um, Rowan. During, yeah, Eric Rowan, who came out during one, the, the Brody, during Brody, the Brody, Brody Tribute. Yes. See you
1: down the road, brother. Yeah yeah so there was just so much good stuff in this uh i i kind of just was making some luke harper brody lead notes like just the little things he did and then this is when he was in wwe where he was so underappreciated underutilized underrated but like he would sit up after getting hit by big moves and just kind of sit there like days yeah like, uh, he just the the smi- the creepy smiles he would have on his face um, and again, just realizing like how big and how athletic he was he in was. AEW, but just seeing that character, cause he was presented in such a grimy six, six
2: years ago. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like, like his wife beater. What did you see about his wife beater? Yeah. No, no, that's a that's a thing. So name, yeah, yeah,
1: someone had said something on Twitter or podcast, it might've been a podcast, one of the dark order or someone, I don't remember, but like said that the wife beaters he would wear, they would look so disgusting. But like he took a lot of pride in making them look that way. And that's
2: some character work, but man. But they it
1: smelled is. very good too, because like oh, you yeah. think it would smell like shit. But like he took a lot of pride in it, not and looking l- like, l- like it a did. great
2: character and a decent person. Exactly, mm-hmm.
1: a great person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just it, I'm just gonna miss him. And he just did—he yeah. did the suicide dive, followed by a Rollins flip over the rope. Like this match got so hot. It um, did,
2: and like I like the end. Like we're not there. Though. Oh, the
1: end. We're cl- we're close enough. The end was so. But like Ambrose and Wyatt brawled in the crowd, and oh, that oh, was Moxley on,
2: disappeared. Yeah, yeah with my, yeah. with Bray into the crowd. Yeah, yeah Reigns yeah.
1: and Rowan were doing the big boy brawl in the ring. Harper and Rowan put Seth Rollins through the table, and Harper had just a perfect shit eating grin after that. And then so Rollins and Ambrose were both knocked out, and then the three Wyatt family members surrounded Reigns. Um, and remember, like Harper put, took Rowan's face, almost like face palmed his partner, and like threw him into Reigns. Yeah. Like that was tight. Yeah. Um, but it ended up like. Just that that end, and again, it's building up. You think Reigns is beating the shit out of everyone. Yeah, yeah. Like, Re- the Shield Re- is definitely gonna yeah, win. Yeah, yeah,
2: Reigns is get, like the underdog in this situation, one on three. He's is pat- yep. going to like beat them, like like the way it's gonna be orchestrated. And but. this was
1: peak Roman Reigns. I mentioned to you, it was before they really strapped the rocket to him and gave him the big push, like too big of a push that it just didn't really work. But like this is when the fans were so behind him, uh, and it was just so good. Uh, but yeah, like. He, so Harper came in and Reigns ended up spearing him and then immediately Wyatt grabbed him, gave him the kiss. Sister Abigail, one, two. Like it was perfectly executed. Yeah, and that was it. So good. But yeah, shouts to Luke Harper, Brody Lee. Like that was an amazing match. Amazing performance by him. We'll definitely show you his, some of his dynamite work. And I know you watched like the Being the Elite tribute to him. And yeah. so like you got to see some of that, which was so good. But... Yeah, just rest in peace, Brody. We love you.
0: Judges, show her how big you think she went by pushing your throttles right
1: now.
2: Which mean nothing. Yeah, they mean nothing. You don't even see him push it.
1: Oh! Uh, wow, she
2: got the lowest.
1: Yeah. The <laughs> Pretty
0: impressive.
1: Much. pretty impressive the lowest score of the night yeah it's smoke- like watch him
2: get a 99 or something just break this scale like this scale is terrible
1: scale breaker
3: what <laughs>
2: yeah fuck this show straight fuck this show man this is stupid that is that, that, that is that is an absolute travesty. This was just a complete mess, I thought. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a big mess. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. Oh, do You think, yeah, you, cool, think it'll be going back? I doubt it. Yeah, definitely died. Shifting into our Star Wars Mountain Dew. Let's kick it
2: off. All right. Number nine, Darth Maul, Ooh. from the planet of Dathomir, where Dathomir, like so, Darth Maul's got a lot. and There's a lot of culture behind him, um, so we got a lot to talk about. Um, Lan ruled by the Night Sisters, and he's the son of Mother Mother Fazin. Um, <laughs> and um, so, obviously, um, in Dathomir, the thing is, the Night Sisters are the rulers. Mm. Um, they like it's like a witch cult that rules the planet, mm. like this sort of magical witch cult. Yeah. And um, so Darth Maul winds up becoming the first known apprentice, Sith apprentice of Darth Sidious, wielding a double-bladed red lightsaber, which is now famous in Star Wars lore. Yep. Um, and his most famous thing is when he fought against Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi during the invasion, the Trade Federation invasion of Naboo, um, one of the greatest lightsaber battles in Star Wars history. Mm. Um, in the end, he was cut in half by Obi-Wan Kenobi and left for dead. Mm. But oh. he used the dark side to keep him alive, and he ended up on the junk world of Lotho Minor, oh. where he built a spider-like body out of scraps. Wow. Yeah. How about that? And um, he was found by his brother, which is spelt Savage Oppress, but his name is Savage Opress. <laughs> Yeah, that's how, that's how it's said. That's sick. And um, they both, you know, he rescued him and they swore revenge on Darth Sidious, who had since taken Count Dooku or Darth Tyrannus as his apprentice. Um, and in that point, he gained two new bionic legs. So he got rid of the spider seven. and just got two new, you know, metal legs. Mm. Um, him and Savage Press fought Sidious during the Clone Wars and they lost. Um, but they were also near the end involved in something that you'd be interested In, in the Siege of Mandalore. Oh. which is referred to in The Mandalorian. Like when, when, um, the, when Mando is rescued um, you know by those people, there's a flashback in the beginning, uh-huh. like during the Siege of Mandalore, okay. that was spearheaded by Maul. Interesting. Yeah, so yeah. Maul is um, not alive in The Mandalorian, but during the Siege of Mandalore, he was a big figure there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and during the Age of the Empire, he led a crime syndicate called Crimson Dawn. He made an appearance in Solo, a Star Wars story mm. at the very end. Um, But during Star Wars Webbles and during the entire time, you know, after he got cut in half, he um, (laughs) swore revenge on Obi-Wan Kenobi um, for what happened in Naboo, and he tracked him down during his exile on Tatooine, and he lost again to Obi-Wan in a lightsaber battle. But he, at the very end, completed a heel-face turn (laughs) and told Obi-Wan to return balance to the Force as he died. Mm. And that is the story of Darth Maul, which is super compelling, isn't it? It is. It yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Who's our, uh, I, We're focusing on episode one. Yeah,
1: but speaking yeah. of super compelling, Darth Maul is <laughs> Kenny Omega.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know,
1: that... that, that It was a tough one. Cause that like, could extend
2: beyond, like, episode yeah. one, two. But, like, yeah. he
1: was such a badass. He looked cool. No. He was tough. Uh, you mentioned the best lightsaber battle, like the matches with Okada, some of the best I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so there's the comparison there. Uh, the Apprentice of Darth Sidious, who was our was Tony Khan. Yeah. Technically, Omega is a vice president yeah. working under Tony Khan. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, just the character. It was a tough one to pick. Like Jericho was another one bouncing around my head. Uh, well, well, I don't
2: think Kenny, like as Darth Maul, you know, like not saying Kenny at the end of his career, like that's a long way away. But like, I think Kenny is ultimately a face.
1: Yeah, for sure. For, yeah, and yeah. Darth Maul was a star of episode. Like, he was one of the bi- like characters that people loved the yeah, most. Yeah, yeah, Like, he and, was just and, so cool. And it's
2: why he has this story beyond it, because yeah. everybody loved him. Exactly. Like, he, like, was, le- like, he should have died based on
1: what happened, but, like. And Kenny's someone yeah. that, you know, everyone loved in New Japan and wanted more of in AEW, and yeah. now you're getting it, and he's crushing it. Exactly. And, yeah, Kenny Omega.
2: All right, number 10. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks. Nisa. Nisa. All right. So um, a Gungan from Naboo, from the underwater city of Otaganga. He mm, was that banished. Place is, that place is tight. It is. It is tight. And he was banished from that tight place by <laughs> Boss Nass. <and laughs> by Boss Nass himself <laughs> for stealing his, like you'll laugh at this, his personal hay blibber submarine. <laughs> like no joke.
1: Boss Nass will be our caboose of he these will. cans he too. Is,
2: yeah. And so he ran, runs an Obi Wan and Qui Gon. During the invasion of Taboo by the Trade Federation, and he joined them on their adventures, where he was just kind of an annoying butt. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he like sure was. well, yeah, he was you know the the center of fart jokes and poop jokes, and yeah, just you a know dumb boy. shit. Um, and then you know to go meta, everybody just hated him, Star Wars fans. But um, <laughs> in the end of the movie, of course, George Lucas has him convince the Gungans to fight against the Trade Federation Battle Droid Army, which they won that battle. Um, and from the end of that battle in episode two, he becomes a representative of Naboo in the Galactic Senate. But as you saw, um, in Senator Amidala's absence, when they're fighting yeah, on Geonosis, he proposed to give Chancellor Palpatine emergency <laughs> powers to create the Grand Army of the Republic, yeah. which leads to the creation of the Empire. Yeah. And so do you know what that leads to? <laughs> so, like, people realize that. In Revenge of the Sith, he's in Padme's funeral procession. But... He becomes ridiculed by the Naboo for his rise in creating the empire. And in, yeah. star, in an actual canon, Star Wars lore, he ends up being a street performer. Wow. In Theed, the capital city of Naboo. Interesting. Where he is a performer that kids love, but adults hate. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Who's Sir Georgia?
1: Marco Stunt, which I think that last line... Got, so he's like he's probably in his mid-20s, but he looks like a kid, talks Damn. like a kid...
2: That's perfect. He's yeah, pretty, that's so perfect. He's yeah. pretty
1: annoying, but there's some light lovableness about him. But yeah, well, like, there, just kind of like there, there's I said, a reason
2: that he's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That,
1: he serves a purpose, but yeah, like I don't and I don't hate the guy by any. He's fine and actually he's a pretty decent little wrestler. But he is annoying. Um, and you know they like kind of run that child character. Yeah, they yeah. called him Mister Fun Size, like. Yeah, no, it just, no, no, it just no, made the most sense. No,
2: yeah, I, I, think I completely agree. And I know
1: you haven't seen a ton of Marco's but, stunt. But, 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 but
2: like, I it, think, I think that's a great choice. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It, I think he's a great Jar Jar. Thinking base. through yeah, it yeah. all, I'm
1: like, it, it just had to be him. Yeah, because no, like I, you know, I would started to thing like who's hated, but like you know, there's the heels like MJF and Kingston and people like that. There, but no, there, it's a different kind. Well, of... Well, there's
2: no one that's you know hated and we like used, Jar Jar exactly. It's a
1: different type of heat
2: it's a, it's a flavor of it. it it's like, For hey, sure. you know, it is. Yeah. And I think, I think you're very, uh, very on point. Yeah. I that. think Marcos' yeah.
1: stunt was the pick. Like, we, I'd be curious. Uh, this is something we haven't really done yet, but the fans, the listeners out there, we would love to hear your picks on these. Yeah, yeah. Hell, even go going
2: Twitter, Alice, hell,
1: even be. going back to the Pepsi's. Like, I yeah. wish we would have thought about this from episode one. Yeah, but, but, uh, yeah, but better I, late I, than never. I, it?
2: I think, I think we've done very well on it.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, I, absolutely. I, I, this I, has been a blast.
2: Yeah, and so you want to hear what our next blasts are? These are the these are the last two before it gets real jobbery. Real jobbery. So let's blast off. We got um, number eleven, Mace Windu. Number 12, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, and then... And then after that, we get to, like, Rune Hako and Rick Ole. Yeah, and well, welcome to Coruscant.
1: That'll be real fun. Yeah. So, yeah, this has been great. Um, And Beaumont, it's been... This has been awesome. Uh, after, you know, a few weeks off, it's been uh, yeah, wonderful yeah, you, you, to, to get back on the higher Oh, ride. yeah, yeah.
2: You know, it was my concern that, you know, uh, what would it be like after we took a little bit of a break? But, like, obviously, you know, everything was great. And, and we had... The, well, and, I mean, we spent a lot of time doing interviews.
0: created a television paradise and named it Atlanta. And he led the original programming to this land where cables run like rivers to rule over all television and named the earth T&T. T. But in the middle of Atlanta stood two cables taller, wider, bearing better signal than the others. One was called WCW, Monday Nitro the cable of life, and the other was called the NBA on TNT, the cable of knowledge of good and evil. Thus, Ted commanded the original programming. All these cables are yours, but you must not plug the cable of knowledge of good and evil into the back of the television.